It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast here at the Matchroom Gym today with the man himself, Mr. Connor Ben. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well, very well. Happy New Year to yourself and the family. Um, how was Dubai? Looked, looked lush? It was lovely. I was only supposed to go for a week and ended up extending to two uh, when I found out I wasn't fighting until a later date. So, done a little bit of training out there. It was nice being in the heat, better than the cold, that's for sure. Yeah, chilly one today in Essex. Um, do you get recognised in Dubai? Obviously, I know there's a lot of Brits out there in Dubai, but do you sort of get pulled up quite a lot? Because obviously, I know you do around here and that, but... Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's flattering. CB's gone global. Um, just with your next opponent, right? And I was thinking this on the way up here today. It's kind of got to the point where you're one of them fighters who your next opponent is one of the most talked about subjects in boxing. I feel like, like I remember when Joshua had sort of won his world title, it was always like, who's next, who's next? And there was a massive hype around who he was going to fight. And I feel like it's that with you. It's kind of one of the most talked about subjects. Do you feel like that? Do you know if I was white, you'd definitely see me blushing. <laughs> Cheers, Oscar. <laughs> it is, isn't it? I feel like it's one of the biggest topics of conversation in British boxing is like, who's Conor going to fight next? I don't know. I don't see myself like that. So it's really hard. Um, I was on TalkSport yesterday and uh, Gareth Davis and Adam Carroll was doing the same thing. I'm just sitting there and my toes are like, um, like that. Um, but um, I don't know. You ask me if I feel that way, I don't really know. Um, all I know is I'm um, you know, in the gym training for whoever they put in front of me. And, you know, I'm glad there's excitement uh, from the British public. But, yeah, um, all I know is I'm working hard. Whenever they put in front of me, I'll, I'll make sure I deal with it. Obviously, we had sort of a short list of a couple of names. Um, but Maurice Hooker was, I think, Eddie's interview with Coogan. He said they've sort of put an offer to Maurice Hooker's team. Um, is there anything since them couple of days, sort of any progression that you know about? No, I don't think that fight will materialise um, at all. Is, is there any sort of reasoning why that won't materialise because it was either him or Guerrero and I know that you was and you said you were leaning towards preferring to fight Hooker Eddie sent the offer over so sort of why is that not the uh, just shouting out to the gorilla um, 
I just, I just think, um, you know, he really had the excuses. I'm a 145, but he last fought Virgil Ortiz in 147. He can't, he can't even walk around at 140, let alone fight at 140. So I don't think, um, I don't think that fight will materialize for them simple reasons. But at the end of the day, money talks. So, you know, listen, I'm, I'm not really fussed. Adrian Broner, um, Keith Furman, Brooke Khan, um, those are the names I mentioned. I mentioned Mikey Garcia, Danny Garcia. So, whatever, whoever they put in front of me, I'm, I'm open to fighting. Southport, orthodox, uh, tricky, not tricky, puncher, not puncher, boxer, fighter. It don't really um, make any difference to me, uh, to be honest, because I go into the ring thinking I work hard enough to beat any man. So, it don't really, it don't really concern me. Would I like the Maurice Hooker fight? Robert Guerrero, definitely not. I mean, I definitely don't want that fight. Again, I'll take the fight if... <clears throat> If they really want to make the fight and the fight happens to be, then yeah, of course, I'll fight any man. But I'd rather uh, a younger, fresher fighter, of course. I know this kind of sounds quite weird in a sense because it is your career, but how much of a say in terms of the next opponent will you have? Because I know that you said ideally you want Mikey Garcia or Danny Garcia. Well, surely it should be like, let's get offers out to them then. Well, yeah, if there has been or hasn't been, I don't know. Maybe there has been, maybe they don't want the fight. You just don't know. Danny Garcia is moving up. You know, Mikey Garcia is moving down. Maybe offers have been made. I don't really um, keep in the loop with all that. At the end of the day, my team know what's best for me. And sometimes, you know, fighters need saving from themselves, so to speak. So far, I've been guided right. So far, they've got me top ranked in every governing body, top five on the fringe of a you know, world title fight. So, you know, I'll leave it to them. I trust them to do what they got to do. I focus on doing what I got to do. They trust me to put the work in. I put the work in. I trust them to promote me right. I trust my managers to get the right fight, the right money, the right time, the right venue, the right country. That's their job. So far, they've absolutely nailed it. I nail it in the gym, or in other words. Crush it in the gym. Yeah, crush it in the gym. There we go. I remember when we spoke literally 24 hours before the Algeria fight in the hotel and you said about your preparation in preparing for Chris Algeria. I've just seen you do a bit of pads and whatnot. Um, But I suppose you're now training not for someone. Like at this point, obviously, I know April as a date is not too, it's not like next week, but you'd want to be training for someone ideally, I suppose. Well, right now, this is the best stage for me. This is where I do all my learning. I haven't got to worry about getting fit, which I am fit, but I haven't got to worry about hitting PBs in SNC with the coach Dan Lawrence. Shout out to Perform 365, the best in the game. Have a bit of that. Um, I don't have to worry about getting fit. I don't have to worry about making weight. I don't have to worry about hitting PB numbers. I'm able to just learn, absorb on a full stomach. I ain't got to make no weight. I can learn. I can really absorb it all. And then for the next four weeks, I'll just learn. Work on things I do wrong. Not preparing for anyone specifically. Not working on throwing a certain shot for anyone. Work on the fundamentals. Defense, attack, rhythm, um, variety. Shots that I don't throw. There's always room for improvement. School's never out. So I work on all them things. And then when I come back um, into sparring, I make sure I execute them. But by the time I get back sparring, the movement will become second nature. So therefore, I don't have to think about it. I just do it. And and then you carry that onto fight night. But this stage for me is really important. This is where most fighters slack. I'll work. And I'll make sure I do what needs to be done to make me a better all-round fighter. Not for the opponent, but an all-round Remember, we're building, you know, when I've, when I've stacked and built my whole career, it's not been necessarily for that individual person, but to become the more overall complete fighter in the end goal.
I don't know if this is something you mind being public knowledge or not, but I'll ask you anyway. What do you walk around that thing? You say you're doing this all on a full stomach. What do you weigh? Because I saw you weighing yourself. I didn't want to sort of intrude and walk over, but what are you weighing right now as you, as you train? That is so contradicting. You've just got... No, 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 because I thought no, like, no, look... No, 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 no. Listen, I'll load the mic. You've gone... You've gone... <laughs> you've gone... Remember what we said? No silly questions. Oh, my face is... <laughs> What you said was, I didn't want to come over there and intrude, but I'll just ask you on IFL TV. That is so contradicting. Do you not think? You're not wrong, Conor Ben. No, but you're only saying you're taking the mic. That was such a sarcastic... Here, to have the mic back. Can I ask what you... What you walk around there? Um, so it's like stages. So the first two weeks after a fight, I, I probably... Kilos or stones? Pounds. All right, pounds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a modern boxing fan. Yeah. All right, I'll probably walk around at one... John, what's 70, 73, 74 kg in pounds? Yeah, so walk around 160. Uh, what's 75, John? 160. 175 75 kg is 160 about that in it yes yeah, maybe 163 164 but then i um and then i drop it right back down to like 157 158 like now i'm 157 and then but the first two weeks i'm like eating what i want and i got to about 163 164 tops and then i'll get back down to now 157 and therefore, I ain't really got much to lose. I know, obviously, this is not for now. This is just, uh, again, this question I've just pulled off, off the top of my head. Have you ever thought about potentially that you would ever have to move up in weight? Or if, if you sort of, because of the stage of where you're at now and the way you've trained, and it's not like you're going to hit your man strength, you've got it. So do you ever think about needing potentially to move up in a few years? I definitely will move up 1 million percent. I'll definitely move up to uh, like minute 100 million percent. It goes without saying. Yes, I'm walking between middleweight and super middle. So, light middle definitely are um, planning in the future 100 million percent. I don't struggle with getting that to 147. But then maybe I do. To me, I don't. But then to others, mate, go, oh, yeah, you do. But then when I hear about other people's weight cuts and what they have to do, I think, mate, right, that's like me getting down to light water. Yes, you don't have to do any of the last minute towel, sauna, bath. No, and if I did, that's a sign when you that's a sign you need to move up if you're yeah, doing it, I suppose, isn't it? If I did it, it'd be over a pound or two. Like on fight week I like to be four pound over, five pound tops. If that. And I mean that's after eating, that's in the morning. It's not even cutting out fluid. I think weight making weight is so important and so many people forsake it, but nutrition is so important. You never see heavyweights have, you know, you know, near-death experiences because of weight cut. And, you know, you surely think eight and a half stone and you're in the chin, you're going to have some sort of brain problem. They don't. But us lighter weights who, you know, deplete our bodies, if you don't do your weight right, you know, it's, you know, it's, you're risking your health. Yeah. Well, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I did just kind of, I know he's walking around like, yeah. Um, about the here and now, uh, it's wigs, obviously, like I said, you've been in Dubai. And I think that was when it was sort of, that might have been when Eddie done that interview with Umar, or it might have been just when you come back, I don't know, about Avenisi 
And then Warren has responded as well. David hasn't really said anything. You haven't really said anything. You might have said a little bit in another interview. But is it weird for you? Because the main comments are kind of coming from the two promoters on each side, and not you and David. I don't really care. Do you know what I mean? When I wanted to fight for the British title, offer Jenkins the biggest purse he's ever got in his life, you know, by, you know, near enough five times the amount. And Warren didn't want to let that fight happen. So I couldn't fight for the British title, which is something we really tried really hard to do. And all we was doing is firing dates from our side all the time. So I ain't going to do Warren no favours. He's only signed up in SCN on the back of me, me fighting him. I haven't seen him call anyone else's name out. And then again, it's him and his team's job to make him the most money he can, which is fighting myself. But if the shoe was on the other foot, would they do the same for me? No. So I ain't bending over backwards to fight one of your fighters that you've signed on the back of hoping that me and him fight. You know, and begging for the 500 grand purse and all that. I ain't have no interest in 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 doing more than any favours. So, you know, I'll leave that to my team. My team got me in a great position. I'm top five in every governing body. You know, Avanessian's really in the in the Who Needs Him club. Is it one of them now where we just have to sort of put it to bed? Look, you and David aren't going to fight now, or it, it looks like you're, well, you're not going to fight in the near future. That way. You don't know, mate. You know, from my perspective, if he wins an eliminator in a world title, then well, yeah, well then, or I'll, I'd fight him for a final eliminator. Yeah. Do you know what I mean I'd fight him for a world title, final eliminator? You know, but fortunate, well, unfortunately for him, I'd rather fight a Ugas Porter, um, you know, Spence. I'd rather fight one of them names, the big names in the Ameri in in America. You know, that's down to me. Warren wants to go. Yeah, he's a big name and all that. Well, maybe to you, not to me. So and and and, and as it stands, it matters what we think, not what you think. You know. So, you know, and that, that's that. I know you said you sort of don't want to do any favours for Warren. You kind of see it in a bit of a way as like a bit of a pride thing as well. Obviously, look, Matram and Queensbury, two different promotional things. It's like kind of, you, you want to stand your ground. And I feel Eddie probably feels the same. You want to stand your ground and be like, no, we're not going to agree to something. Agree it's, to your terms. It, the difference is there's a million routes I can go. I have plenty of paydays that are left ahead of me. He don't. That's why he's calling my name when he should be calling for Errol Spence, Crawford, um, you guys, he should be calling for them, but no, why is he calling for me? It's a money grab. That's all it is. So, you know, they want to pretend like all this and that. And no, mate, I ain't doing you no favors. I'm, I've got enough paydays. I've got a million paydays. And if people want to go, oh, yeah, but, you know, you're ducking having this. And look at our records. My 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 of fire. Look at mine. Look at his. You know, so I ain't in a rush to find him and I, I don't have no interest. I wouldn't do him no favours. And as far as the beef with Queensbury and Matron, I'm involved in that, like in the slightest. Let them guys beef, you know. I've got enough beef on my plate as it is. Do you know what I mean? I'm vegetarian, by the way. So I don't like all the beef and all that. So, you know, that's where that stands. But then, Felix, you put me off, mate. I was on a run. I was on a good run there. No, I don't even know. I don't even, you know. You, you stuck me now. I'm like, go on, what was the question again? No, I was on a roll and you were. He's done me. We nearly had one of them clips again where it was like you getting into, uh, you was just getting into that sort of crushing yeah, it in the gym no, mode. No, I think I know where I was. Hold on. Yeah, sorry. No, stop. I ain't doing this to you, mate. <laughs> Long and the short of it is you're vegetarian. Long, yeah. You don't need any of that. I don't, yeah, I don't need none of that in my life. But what I'm annoyed about is they didn't let me fight for the British title, which I would have loved to have won. So, and Eddie's going, God, you know, it's a lot of money we're paying him. You know, it's a lot, a lot of money. And it was a lot, a lot of money. But, you know, Warren didn't let his fighter fight, which I was, 
quite shocked about, to be honest, because you would let your fighter fight for that sort of money. He didn't want to, so, you know, we push. I wasn't going to wait around for him. I'm at, you know, prime stages in my career where this is really important years in my career. I wasn't going to wait around to fight for Jenkins because at the end of the day, how many paydays he got left in him now? Probably near none. So, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. Let my team do all that, all the politics, the opponents. I don't even worry about it. I don't lose no sleep over that. At the end of the day, we train to beat any man. And the better the opponent, the, the happier I am. Just one more thing on that. You said about your record um, up to your fights now. Stay and there. David's at the same Stay stage. There. Go on. Do you know what I was going to say, right? Is that the blessing and a curse of having the career and the career path no. you've had so far because because he because he at that stage would have been more unknown than you so there wouldn't have been a push for David Avenesian in his 17th fight to fight someone of that level do you see where I'm coming from yeah, so it's like a times. yeah <laughs> alright 17th fight 17th fight 13 fights lost for 18th fight 24 fights 24 fights lost 5 then 25 lost 10, 18 lost 12, 22 lost 16, and then he fought Dean Burns, 17 lost 4. So then you're talking about me fighting Sebastian Formella, X, Y, Z, do you know what I mean? So it's like, I ain't doing him no, no favours at all. You know, but if you want to do comparisons, I'm progressing at a rapid rate. I need a rush for nothing. You know, People wanted me to fight Kelbrook after my second, third fight. You know? And they didn't want give me room, allow me to progress. They wanted to rush me. I don't need to rush. The big fights will come. The hard fights will come. It's inevitable. And the hard fights are what I want. That's why I work so hard. Mm. Right, Colin, just quickly something that I know you want to clear up. You put a statement out anyway, but you were removed from the WBC rankings because of the clean boxing program. But pretty simple. You've signed up to it and you're going to be, well, hopefully reinstated in, was I it the top, the top five? Yeah, I will be. It's bollocks. The whole thing. I was in Did you, not have, you didn't have any notice about no, this? No. You were just pulled from there? Yeah. No notice whatsoever. So and that sort of pissed me off a little bit because it's like the way they've just gone about it. Really pissed me off. You know, but then, oh, I could go in. But then, you know, it's like, it's just frustrating because then, you know, Oscar Valdez tests positive for a bad substance and they allow him to fight. So and then it's like, what, is it really a clean boxing program then? But then they want to, you know, I'm getting all fired at for him saying, oh, you ain't signed up to Vida. I don't have to sign up to Vida if I don't want to, number one. Number two, I will, just to clear all this rubbish up. Number three, I'm tested regularly by UK anti-doping. You know, but the press are going to pick up on whatever they, rubbish they want to pick up on. You know, to be fair, I'm probably going to go the WBA route anyway. So it's just, it's just frustrating. You know, they could have at least given me notice or at least said, oh, if you don't sign this by this date, you know, we'll drop you out of the ranking. Or whatever it is. I come back from Dubai. What are you saying, John? <laughs> I'm oh, you no, but you've ruined it, though. We had him. We had him going, boys. We had him going. Fuck's sake. Is it, just, is it just sort of like the way it was done, it makes it look worse. It makes it look like, oh, is Connor doing something dodgy? That's what it makes it look like when you just pull someone out. Well, listen, it's flattering, to be honest, because, I mean, if anyone thinks, you know, I'm on steroids, that is such a compliment. That's a compliment. You, and you've got, you've got to take it that way. It's not nice, but, I mean, you've got to take it that way. But it's just one of them things, man. You know, I will sign up to Vida. Although I don't think I'm going to go to WBC route anyway. I will sign up to Vida. Just clear all this rubbish up. Uh, but as far as it goes for, for the clean boxing program, it's very contradicting. And, um, you know, the irony of it, when they allow a fighter who tested positive to fight the same week after testing positive for a banned substance, like, mental. But listen, we move. Um, I'm tested regularly by UK County Doping, just to clear that up. Um, 
I tested positive for um, crushing in the gym. <laughs> Love it. Um, just quickly on Michael McKinson and well, the gym was going to fall down. Michael McKinson and um, Virgil Ortiz. Credit to Michael McKinson um, for taking this fight because it is a fight that a lot of people in the division wouldn't want to take, especially. At, I don't know. He's well ranked with WBO. There's other routes he could have gone. Um, Virgil Ortiz is knocking people out. Um, so I say credit to Michael, but really good fight actually. I don't know, really good fight. I suppose from the perspective of looking at, you've got an undefeated Englishman, undefeated American, loads of hype about the American Englishman going over to his place. If you're looking at it like that, I mean, oh. what's going to happen in the ring? I don't know because it's two very different styles. Well, 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 you say, I don't know what's going to happen. Nothing, you know, 100% carry ratio from um, Virgil Ortiz is a telltale sign to, you know, 99.5% likely that will happen again. The only problem is, the only thing I worry about, I hope McKinson wins, but the only thing I worry about is there's no measuring stickers to who he's fought to do comparisons to world level of opponents. Now, the reason we pick the opponents we pick, such as uh, Formella, who just come after us, Sean Paul, Granados, uh, Vargas, Algeri, is we can do the comparisons. It's a measuring stick to, you know, world level of opponents. They're, you'd say they're fringe world level, well, I, Sebastian Formella and um, Algeri, former world champions. You can use that as a measuring tool. His opponents, his best wins are against Congo, who beat Luther Clay, which wasn't a great fight. And then he beat um, that Ranowski, who Josh mm. Kelly beat with ease. So, when you do the comparisons, there is none to world level of opponents. So when you're talking Virgil Ortiz, you're talking a savage, you're talking someone who's, you know, in my opinion, could potentially be pound for pound once Crawford, Spence, um, move up. I even, you know, fancy him a little bit now against uh, the likes of them names. So it's a hard fight, it's a ballsy move. Fair play to him for taking the fight. Massive risk, but, you know, it's a win-win situation. Um, you know, if he gives him a tough fight, it's a win-win. I was going to say, I've heard you say before about winning and winning in boring fashion and sort of stumbling over the line and sometimes losing, but being in a fight where you've sort of credited yourself or even a fight of the year contender or something like that. So there is a possibility and, you know, I know a lot of people favour Virgil Ortiz and you don't want to overlook Michael McKinson, but there is a way that he can come out, even if he is defeated, you can still come out with your stock risen massively from a fight like that. He hasn't done before. So I don't think it will happen now. I mean, stylistically, he's very negative, not fan-friendly. And you know what? The American crowd are ruthless, you know. Like, they do all the booings and all that. If it's a boring fight, they give, they don't, they're letting know about it. Me and Zen, I've gone to so many American fights, they go, they're booing, and I'm thinking... Mate, what, why are you booming for? But, you know, if it's a boring fight, we'll get all that. A million percent. They're not like the British crowd who just sit quietly and, no, no, they'll boo, mate. Yeah, I'll let you know about it. All right, Connor, thank you very much for giving me some of your time today. 22 minutes. Sorry. I was I just, I wanted to hit 41, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I know where we stand. Um, Connor, it's, top man. It's the interviewer, it's not me. Sorry, Oscar. I thought we had a good little, like, rapport going on, though. Like, Coogan would have got 41 out of you, wouldn't he? No, every day of the week, twice on a Sunday. Crushing. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.